Hello, hello. Okay, so we're trust testing something new today. We tried to actually do a little intro and uh, we may have lost Facebook, but that's okay. We are live in any way. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we are so happy to be here February, uh, Thursday, February 3rd. Uh, we are very excited. Um, we're always learning and actually backstage, um, uh, we were talking a little bit about how, how hard it is to kind of figure out all these different pieces of technology to kind of interact, go live on different, uh, platforms, but uh, that's a different show maybe. Yes, yes. <laughs> but in any case, let me just say, thanks for joining us on Coffee Time this morning. Uh, for those of you returning to watch to uh, watch us today, thank you so much for your support and uh, we really appreciate you. And we hope that you're learning from us every single time that you join. Uh, for those of, uh, those of you uh, coming in and joining us for the first time, we welcome you with open arms. Please put a, a thumbs up or hands up in the, in the chat so we know you are new and we can welcome you as well. Um, I really want to encourage you to uh, subscribe to the uh, channel or the page that you are watching us from. We go live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. As I mentioned today, I think due to timing, something happened to Facebook, so we may have not gone live on Facebook today, but we will have the podcast uh, listed afterwards. Um, just a quick intro. My name is Marie Tarosian. I'm a CPA and a certified uh, um, management uh, accountant, uh, an experienced uh, auditor and a CFO. I've created a proprietary methodology called Valuation MP, which, by the way, I'm doing a 12-week uh, class yeah. on Clubhouse. I was invited by a, uh, the, um, the, the people from um, Landing Big Whales to do this 12-week session. So I did one yesterday. It was super exciting, a uh, little nerve-wracking <laughs> to commit to a 12-week of a, a, yeah. you know, a, a, an hour a, a week um, of a, explaining about what I'm doing. But this is great because it gives me a chance to show everyone what we can do and to help them go, grow from 1 million to 10 million to 20 million and more. Um, I'm also an author and I've written a couple of books, one of them being The Complete Guide to Business Growth, and that's available on Kindle for purchase. Um, we, we also have a free, a free ebook that's called A Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. Um, I'm going to put the, bo both links uh, in, the, in the comments and you'll probably see uh, it going across the, the, the video as well. And one more update that I wanted to share with you because I'm so excited. Um, last year, I did so many different um, uh, Zoom classes with uh, friends and, and um, different um, uh, leadership groups that I'm part of that I decided to, to do a boot camp this year for entrepreneurs that are just starting out or they're thinking of starting out. I also did a class last year to executives that were in transition and they were thinking of starting their business. So this is a full day boot camp on March 11, 2022. It's going to be from around 8 a.m. in the morning. So it's a, it's a commitment all the way through 5.30, it's, it's going to be delivered as a in-person and online. And it's going to go through a success mindset, uh, financial health, accounting and tax, business development and marketing. So it's jam-packed with information that's going to be so important for you guys. Those who are entrepreneurs and those who are thinking of becoming entrepreneurs, exactly. what it takes to survive exactly you know the real 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 stuff and not not textbook 
Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, Bank Franklin uh, says that investment is not uh, in knowledge pays the biggest uh, interest. So I really recommend you guys join us on that um, bootcamp March 11, 2022. And I'm going to put the link as well. And of course, as always, I am joined by my featured guest, my friend uh, and tax colleague, Pedro Gonzalez. Pedro, welcome to the show. Well, good morning and excited again to be here uh, another week. Uh, tax season is on fire and, uh, you know, we're looking <laughs> forward uh, to see how the IRS is going to handle the, the volume when they're behind. Uh, <laughs> so I know that's a conversation for another day, but um, doing very well. Thank you. And looking forward uh, to share some good information today. Pedro Gonzalez, CPA, your business and tax strategist. Um, we, uh, in conjunction you know, with the work uh, Marie is doing, we help our clients uh, uh, with their cash flow. Cash flow is lifeblood of any business, regardless of size or industry. Uh, so we work on helping uh, uh, our clients improve their cash flow, uh, lower their taxes. Taxes erodes wealth. Again, it doesn't matter if you're a multi-billion dollar company or just a startup. You, you know, you got to be watching for the impact of taxation in your business and in your personal life. And, uh, you know, and also finally exit strategies. I mean, we, we those are the, the three points uh, that we heavily work with our clients because, again, all of us are going to exit. It just depends on how we're going to exit. So it is up to you to make those decisions. But we're here to guide you, to give you the tools that you're going to need to meet those, those goals. Uh, we have uh, the uh, an ebook that we uh, issued that, again, is getting good, some good uh, feedback, uh, the, the Real Estate uh, Investors Tax Strategy Guide. It is free. You can access it, but you know, not, not, it's, not, it's not a freebie. That, that, uh, it's just a few pages. It's, a, it's a good information that you're going to find valuable. And uh, we added for those that uh, uh, download the book is a, a seven day uh, e-course uh, that has some tips nice. uh, on a, for seven days. And it comes uh, when you download the book, it will come also seven days of, again, packed information about taxation and, uh, and specifically for the real estate investors. That's awesome, Pedro. That's great. I love the e-course idea. Awesome. I think that's going to be great for those who are uh, want to learn more about real estate. Correct. That's awesome. Awesome. So just a uh, heads up and a little um, summary of what we've talked about, because we launched a show back in October. And uh, just those of you who haven't been around, you know, it's the first time joining us, um, you know, Pedro and I decided to do this show because we would always have these awesome conversations, you know, just on our own, on the phone, you know, thinking, you know, looking at all these situations and challenges that we are fixing for our clients. And one of these days we decided, you know, we should really talk about this. We're, we, we are talking great information here. We can yeah. share this information. And that's kind of what we started. And we launched on October 7th. Um, and with that, so since October 7, we've talked about a variety of uh, things in accounting and tax, including self-employment related issues, taxes, due dates. We've talked about uh, uh, tax planning, and that was actually a few week uh, series. We've, uh, we've talked about year-end closing steps, uh, record keeping, uh, reasonable compensation of shareholders of an S corporation. We've talked about real estate investment. It was a lot from uh, uh, Pedro's book. So, you know, make sure you go back and check out some of those uh, episodes from uh, prior weeks. 
Um, and then today, our focus is going to be on 1099 reporting. Mm-hmm. And before you guys decide, well, 1099s are already done. They were due January. Yeah. And that's true. And we can say that. <laughs> that was last week's uh, show as well. Um, but we wanted to actually focus on, on the third party um, payment processors and what are their obligations. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so with that, I want to open up the, the floor with yeah. Pedro kind of taking uh, um, over um, you know, some of the thoughts that you have on this specific issue. Yeah, so you know this conversation. Actually, what happened was I was having a conversation with somebody, and yes, it happened February first, the day after <laughs> the deadline, and it got me thinking. You know, and and the individual has some misinformation about the the requirements, and so we were exchanging the communication. The person called me in innocence and a panic, and then he has some misinformation that unfortunately. Uh, it can be resolved because mm-hmm. it's still within uh, in, uh, within the first 30 days of, uh, to make some corrections at a minimal amount of uh, penalties and impact on, it, on him. But it got me thinking, you know, what else or who else out there might have misinformation about the 1099s? Sure. So what I figure is uh, let's start with the basics. I mean, the general rules, and then we're going to move into, you know, when is it due? What are the penalties? So you can gain an understanding the 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 magnitude of the of the penalties. The, you know the the ten and eight is not is not no joke. I mean you're gonna see mm-hmm. the level of the penalties. Um, and then I wanted to discuss the again uh, the the hot topic right now is payments that are being made with uh, third party uh, processing because again right. we're moving into an era that we're not writing checks or paying in cash we're right. paying most of our vendors is either through ach electronic forms ach we're paying through uh credit cards uh venmos and you name it you know paypal Absolutely. we're using different ways uh stripe you know what i mean we're using different methods now to pay our contractors and, and vendors so with that said let's start with the general rule the general rule is that uh all businesses that pay an individual or an unincorporated entity performing services in the United States that is $600 or more and during the calendar year are going to be required to file. The form is the 1099 NEC. It used yes. to be the, the miscellaneous, yes. but now they have a specific form for uh, non-employee compensation, NEC, uh, with the Internal Revenue Service each year that those requirements are meant, and you also have to provide each of your payees a, a copy. So you got to hand a copy to your, each of your employees, either be uh, emailed or, or, or handed physically, but you also have to file those forms with the IRS. Now, unincorporated is going to be individuals or proprietorships are going to be the, your partnerships, your LLCs are considered yes. unincorporated entities. So all of those type of forms uh, of, of, of entities, you have to issue them 1099s if you pay them for services that are $600 or more. Correct. Now, when is it due? It is due at the end of January. In this case, it was just this Monday. January yes. 31st was the deadline to have met uh, the, the, the filing and to deliver your 1099s to your payees. And this again applies to both if it's uh, uh, paper or electronic. Electronic. Doesn't matter how you uh, processing is January thirty first. 
Now, let's get into the interesting part. Now, penalties. Now, the penalties <laughs> basically... <laughs> the penalties, the interesting part, uh, penalties. <laughs> uh, the, the penalties basically is going to boil down to two uh, aspects in here. One is filed uh, correctly. And what the IRS, you're going to hear a term, in essence, called uh, intentional disregard. Now, mm. if it's uh, filed correctly, uh, and let's say you were late, then is $50 per information return. Just, you know, you're going to start doing some math. It's $50 per, per form mm -hmm. uh, within the first 30 days. So you still have time. Let's say you realize right now, oops, you know what I mean? I'm listening to the right. podcast and I realize I should have uh, sent my 1099s. You still right. have within that window of opportunity to file it and and be uh, have a, mi a minimal amount of penalty. It's fifty dollars per per form within the first thirty days to a maximum of five hundred sixty-five thousand dollars per year. One hundred ninety-seven thousand five hundred dollars for a small business, and we're gonna oh. define what the IRS defines for this specific purposes. What is a small business? One hundred ten dollars per per form uh, if it's filed more than thirty days. But before August or, or by August first, hmm. to a maximum of one million six hundred ninety-six thousand dollars, or uh, five hundred sixty-five thousand dollars for small business. If you file after August first, then it's going to be two hundred and eighty dollars per form, uh, to a maximum of three million two hundred ninety-two thousand dollars per year. Uh, $1,130,500 for a small business per year. That's the penalty. Those are the penalties. And Whoa. you can see this is no joke. Uh, now, I say we have a business <laughs> with one, you know what I mean, with one 1099, you're definitely you're not looking at a million dollar penalty. Correct. You still have Correct. penalties. Yeah. So you have to look at that. <clears throat> now, what happens if you file on time and now you realize there's a mistake because again you could be one you you missed the deadline the other situation is you file on time and now you're reviewing your file and oops you know what i mean the the social is incorrect or the name of the uh, of the of the pay is incorrect or the pay calls you back and says hey marie this is not my social or this is not my or this is this amount is incorrect uh, you didn't pay me this amount yeah now in that case, you still are within the, the what they consider the realm of correcting it and be still considered a filing a correct information. You know what I mean? So as long as you're correcting, that's why you, that time you see this uh, 1099 corrected. Corrected, or, or, yes. Because they, they realize, and it happens, even big corporations at times sure. make mistakes. So the, what I do advise is if you there's an inf incorrect information to correct it. Sure. Sure. Because you're still showing uh, the, the, in essence, you're following a due diligence. You're you're, you're doing a, a, what is uh, the right, you know, the right thing to do. I mean, I, I right, was informed right. that it's incorrect. Let me go ahead and correct it. Right. It's uh, always showing the good intention, right? Good like faith. that's that's exactly. always yeah, the good faith, the good intention, and I think that always is a uh, good thing with the IRS. You know, it you're always your trying favor. to do your best. Correct. Yeah. It works on your favor, and so yeah. that's why is is best that you go ahead and correct that. And then uh, it gets into then if, if you don't file at all uh, or you file incorrect uh, information, then 
is when it gets into the what they call intentional disregard. And so if mm -hmm. you do not file corrections, I mean, so you let it be, you you know, it's incorrect, you, you file it, let it, let it be <laughs> yeah. that way. Uh, you don't meet any kind of exceptions uh, that kind of, in essence, work a, a reasonable cause of why you file late or, or why the information uh, is incorrect. And there's no do, uh, there's no reasonable cause. Then it's a right. $570 per information return with no limits. Oh, wow. Whoa, so, that is big. Yeah, and that because can, you're showing a, a bad faith because you're not even trying hard. Correct. To, to exactly. exactly. So, you <laughs> right. know, again, uh, even for a small business, if, you know, yeah. God forbid you get into this intentional disregard, $500 in essence or $600 just to round it per form. You have, you, let's say you have 10 of those that can add up to 6000 You know, you, you name it. I mean, you can go. Yes. And on top yes. of that. Uh, depending on how they found it, typically this type of situation a lot of times happens during audits. They you yeah. get audited by the IRS or the labor department. Uh, you know, uh, somebody gets a tip that uh, you pay me as a contractor and I thought was an employee. Now they're going to audit you. And so right. either the labor department is going to look into the case or the IRS is start auditing you. And then this surfaces. Now, remember, the IRS right now is not auditing 2020. They're auditing right. 2018. Right. So if something happened 2018 and you'd fail to file and they say, no, where's the 1099 for this? Is, let's say you have a business with a lot of contractors and now they're going to go and look at your numbers and they're going to say, okay, so where's your 1099s? And you don't have them. Right. That's yes. when then you're going to have a problem because then yes. why you haven't filed? Then yes. you better have a reasonable cost for not filing because if not, then they're going to look at it as intentional disregard. You disregarded the, the responsibility of filing a 1099. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, this is this is very, very important. And I, I think we've covered it a few times with these due dates. Super important to stay mm -hmm. diligent. And and this is some of this the, the items we'll be going over with the, in during that boot camp as well, because I think it's really important that entrepreneurs and those who are wanting to start a business that they know this information ahead of time versus when they get into it and they're just like completely lost and they're like well i didn't know the IRS doesn't care if you if you say i don't know i or i didn't know it's your job to know you have to know you have to do the due diligence to learn and and gain that knowledge of what is uh necessary and what is required yeah, you know, just to dovetail on that, Marie, you know, I think that when people are venturing to entrepreneurship, yes. you know, you're not expected to be not, uh, an attorney, a CPA, and a, a financial uh, advisor, you know what I mean? However, sure. you're expected to surround yourself with the people with the that way. you know. <laughs> yes. So then you don't make those mistakes, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. it is really your responsibility, you know what I mean, to, to you know, you, you prepare the wrong contract. And you say, well, I'm not an attorney. Okay, yeah, no, I, I know that. But you, as a business owner, should have contracted then an attorney to write it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm not a CPA, so I didn't know the deadline. Well, okay, I understand. But then you should have hired a CPA to right. keep you <laughs> on, on track so that yes. you don't miss those deadlines. Yes, absolutely. So I wanted to, you know, you know kind of re-emphasize that because that's something that you see a lot happening with small business like in the case of this individual calling me on the first yes. uh, you know he missed the deadline had misinformation and uh, you know and unfortunately he, he he will have to pay some a small amount but if he took my advice 
he he can minimize the the penalties and maybe he'll he'll become a client at a later time um now what advice uh, can i give you to avoid all these penalties and uh, maybe we have mentioned it here in the podcast is the use of uh, form uh, w9 um you yes. know, what I recommend our clients is to have, in essence, an onboarding process. I mean, you should have, in essence, two packages. One is for employees, yes. one for your contractors. You should have a, a, a very defined onboarding process. I'm sure Marie will, will guide you through that. Uh, we also help our clients with that process is to have that. That should be a, a minimum of, you know, documentation that you must have. If you're gonna hire an independent contractor, you should have your W-9s, you should yep. have, uh, if, if your business require licensing, where's the licenses? Yes. You're supposed to have bonding insurance for your contractor, where are those documents? So again, you have a checklist that regardless of who you're handing this responsibility, you should have that checklist, say, okay, you know, Pedro's gonna be one of our independent contractors. Okay, Pedro, you have to sign here, sign here, right. initial here, initial there. I need copies of this, copies of that. So you cover yourself. The best time is when you're initiating the relationship, not after. See, it, it, what happens a lot of times is that you hire somebody as an independent contractor. You hire them today, February 3rd, and then the individual leaves uh, March 2nd. Now comes in right. next year. Now you're sitting in January 2023, and you forgot that you paid Pedro, I don't know, $20,000 in that period of time for some kind of consultation services. And now he's nowhere to be found. Exactly. And then now you have you to issue problem. and you cannot find him and, and get that information and the social or whatever it is to be able to issue. Absolutely. Correct. And the responsibility falls on the, uh, on the business owner. The pay, the, yeah. The, the, exactly. So that you see, that it's not, yeah. not going to be, well, Pedro left. No, that's not <laughs> the problem. The problem is that you didn't get the information needed. So then you should have collected that information. That's why I encourage you, so you have that that process like the onboarding of your in, uh, independent contractor the same with your employees you have them sign the w-4s have them sign the, the 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 necessary documentation so then you have you know the proper withholding they are signing off this is this is my legal name this is my my social this is my address this is the withholdings i want you to take from me Absolutely. And nobody can come back later and say, you know, well, I'm actually single. I'm married. You did the incorrect withholding. This is not my name. This is not my social. So, <laughs> right. you know, and so this yeah. is how you prevent it. Now, with independent contractors, how are you going to know if they, the individual that you're meeting? Because what happens is that we're meeting with individuals. True. So what happens if that person is acting as a corporation unless you ask the question, unless they put it in writing? Yes. Because I can come to you as Pedro Gonzalez instead of as my corporate name. Right, right. So the, the way to do it is get, get Pedro to sign that W-9. W-9. In form, are we acting? That's why also the independent contractor agreement. That's why you, you know, I harp on that because it, it, it will help you. You know, who are you contracting? Are you contracting Pedro as an individual or Pedro as a corporation or Pedro as a representative of a corporation? So... That is how you're going to define is Pedro now. Okay, Pedro is a corporation. Well, based based on the uh, of the information that you share with you, I'm not required to give him a 1099 because he's a he's cor a corporation. Now, Pedro right. acting as an LLC. Well, I'm right. required because again, what I told you, he's a, now acting as an unincorporated entity. 
So then you right. need to issue him now a 1099. Yes, yes, absolutely. So absolutely. That, if you follow that advice, it will minimize the, the, the potential penalties. Now, if I gave you the wrong information, let's say I gave you uh, the, the wrong information, let's say I generated a, a fake uh, uh, ID or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, you mm -hmm. follow due diligence, you know what I mean? Uh, right. You, you trusted this information. And because of that, you happen to file incorrect uh, 1099. You know, you can at least have some reasonable cost that I did check. I did you know, some some of my due diligence. And in the Correct. process, I was, in essence, given fraudulent information. You can probably use that to lower your penalties or or to abate it, you know, because you did follow. But nowadays, there's ways to verify. You know what I mean? You can get... Uh, verification of the information is an extra step that you mm -hmm. have to do. But again, to prevent you from paying those penalties, you you should consider doing, especially if you're going to hiring a lot of contractors. Right, right. I know that uh, there is a, a software that I've used for one of uh, some of my um, clients and they do the TIN check. Mm -hmm. or the EIN check or, you know, so they will check that, you know, and that's really great because that way, you know, it's everything is, is, is good. I don't know if uh, QuickBooks online does that because I've used QuickBooks online with some of our, my clients to issue yeah. the 1099s. And uh, I don't think they do that check. I'm yeah. Not I'm not, sure I'm not certain that, that, that no. but I know that, that a lot of the software <laughs> nowadays, uh, it, it, they may charge an extra fee for that, but again, yeah, it, they do charge an extra fee, but it's employees, If you have a lot of contractors, listen, yes, Paying that extra, let's say, dollar fifty, I don't know, whatever they charge, <laughs> I think it's like a dollar fifty cents to do Yeah, yes. Impact. Pay that damn fee. You know what I mean? The 50 <laughs> cents uh, yes. is way less than, you know, again, paying the penalties I just mentioned absolutely. because you found incorrect uh, information. Yes, yes, absolutely. And again, having one is one thing. You know what I mean? You process one scape and, and, and gave you wrong information. But if they see a pattern, of you filing incorrect data, it, right. it's gonna be hard for you to prove, uh, well, you know, they gave me the wrong, well, it's not one. You know, we have out of uh, 10 contractors, eight of them are wrong. You know what I mean? So right. the <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. Exactly. It's gonna yeah. be hard. It's gonna be Absolutely. Hard Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, go other, ahead. Oh, I was gonna say now, the, the final point I wanted to bring up uh, is this topic of the uh, paying with uh, third party. Uh, yes, yes. Vendors. So, you know, if, if you're paying your contractors with, uh, you know, PayPal or credit card, you don't have to issue 1099s. Right. It, you don't have to. Yeah, I know some people are doing it and on, I'm paying unnecessary fees for processing those Correct. 1099s. You don't have to. You know, once you, you, you're paying with a third party uh, vendor, uh, it is the responsibility now of PayPal and the credit card companies to right. now issue the the the, the recipients a 1099k mm -hmm. is it now becomes their 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 responsibility. So Correct. liberate yourself from that. If you're paying with uh, your vendors with credit cards or PayPal, you don't no longer you you don't have to file those 1099s. Now. The, the concern or the confusion that is happening is, you know, we're using other forms of payment, and that is Zelle and Venmo. And Venmo, yes, yes. And <clears throat> believe it or not, they are not included in this in this category. They're not a credit card, and they're not really uh, the same category. You know, it, what they, the IRS defines as a third-party uh, processing payment company. Mm -hmm. 
they're simply a cash transfer. They look at almost like a debit card. Uh, right. So they're not in the same. And they also see if you're paying people with debit card, this it does not. In, this is not included. Debit card will be like writing a check. Right. So right. you still need to issue a 1099 in that case. If you're paying yes. with Venmo and uh, uh, those type of other processing, you know, uh, Stripe will be considered a, like a, PayPal. a, a yeah, party. Yeah, mm -hmm. it will be in the same category as PayPal. Uh, but uh, Venmo, uh, what was the other? Uh, Zelle. On Zelle, you know, as of at least the end of 2021. Now, there's a change happening. And starting 2022, they will be required, Zelle and Venmo, uh, right. to also report. Now, in that case, you know, I don't have the final word, but that is what is the has been uh, the direction this is going with the the new requirements of the six hundred dollars or more reporting. Got it. Uh, uh, we, the new administration in Washington, I know that they've been talking about that, and and I know it's causing some some concerns in the in the community, especially for freelancers, people that have been doing uh, you know small work, selling an eBay, doing you know uh, uh, Etsy and things yeah. like that that are getting paid uh, through those uh, platforms. And now they will be having to, you know, what they consider to be a hobby uh, to have now a reporting to the government. And that's, again, a discussion for another day. But uh, the bottom line is if you're paying with a credit card, PayPal, something like a Stripe, something that's really a third party uh, right. uh, processing payment uh, option, then you don't have to issue 1099s. Uh, at least for 2021, if you paid at Zelle, uh, through Zelle or Venmo, you are required or cash app, you know, some of those other yes. apps that yes. are more transfer of, of cash, uh, you have to issue 1099s. Yes, that's that's very, very important to know. And I, I really uh, appreciate you bringing that this uh, this challenge that you noted, noticed right away. And you said, hey, let's talk about this. And uh, it's something that's so overlooked. And one of the things I also uh, um notice that you know some business owners they end up using so many different ways let's say to pay people and then they get confused which ones should i send which one should i not send so to make it easy you know i would also recommend uh, business owners to pick one or two ways of like paying your vendors so that you are staying consistent in the way you're paying so at the end of the year you're not going to go into oh i paid this guy with PayPal and Stripe and 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 for my bank. So now you have to have 1099s going out in different ways because so you don't want to confuse yourself, be consistent with the way you're paying your vendors. So it's just easier at the end of the day to issue 1099s or you have the payment processor issuing 1099s on your behalf. It just simplifies the, the workload for yourself as well. and makes things a lot more efficient for you. So with that, I think we are uh, already uh, at 31 minutes. Wow, this was an awesome conversation. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Any last thoughts, uh, uh, Pedro, before uh, we we end for the day? I think the, the, the again, I wanted to emphasize that if you go, you know, at least go back, look and see if you have yeah. requirements for file 1099s. If you do, um, you're still within time to do a, a potentially with a minimal impact, go ahead and make a, make a, the filing. I would advise if you file, especially if you did it yourself, to go through and review the information file to make sure that the information is correct. Because if it's incorrect, you should still correct it and you're still within an amount of time to be a minimal impact to you. 
Sounds good. And if you, if you need help, you know, to, to contact, I mean, if you're confused, you, you're not certain, you know, seek advice. I mean, uh, I, I know that, you know, Marie will take uh, uh, your case. Uh, I would review your situation and see if we can somehow guide, at least as a minimum, give you the proper guidance. Absolutely. We are always here for you guys. Um, you know, it should, it's just a matter of pick up the phone and call us or reach out to us via either, uh, you know, our social media channels or, you know, an email. Um, we are always here for you. Um, with that, I want to leave everyone with the quote of a motivational speaker, Jim Ron, you are the average of the five people you uh, spend the most time with. I hope the two of us are the two of the people that you, the two of the five people that you spend your time with and you are learning to how to grow your business. And with, with that, I want to say have a wonderful rest of your week. Wonderful. Take care. Bye.